0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only John with the Pitt Martial Arts and Fitness out of Arroyo Grande, California. John, how are we doing today, man?
2: Good. Really good. Just uh, another day in paradise.
1: That's right. How's the weather over there? Uh it's been
2: like nonstop raining. Um I guess it's more that drought is setting in, but it's like nonstop droughting, raining. I I guess that's what you call it. I don't know anymore, but it's been raining like crazy. I know that.
1: Yeah, man. A lot a lot of people I talked to in California said the same thing. You know, it's been a little on the chillier side, lots of rain. Uh, yeah think there was a storm moving through there, uh, this week or this weekend, whatever you want to call it. But, well, <clears throat> needless to say, at least uh, you know, there's always at least better. it's not snowing.
2: Oh, at least it's not snowing. I wouldn't like it then. Holy yeah. moly!
1: Yep, I know that all too well. It's uh, same thing over here though. It's sunny and probably like seventy-five degrees, so can't really complain. Oh man, awesome, John. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and open it up to you for our listeners. Just go ahead and give us. A little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into the pit martial arts and fitness.
2: Um, dang, um, I'm I'm a I'm a martial arts guy. I've been training since uh, 1970. I was 10 years old and um, did everything, you know, uh, everything from uh, traditional martial arts tournaments, kickboxing, boxing uh, no holds barred fighting. I did it all coming up. And then, uh, I started having kids and I realized that it wasn't paying the bills, my fighting endeavor, which I was okay. I won a world title or two as a kickboxer, but there just was no money in it. And I had kids. So I went to college and became a registered nurse. Um, but I always trained even when I wasn't fighting actively, I was training every day and I decided to open a little gym in my backyard. I was living in Woodland Hills, California, and I was still fighting a little on the side, but I was working full-time as a registered nurse, the graveyard shift, um, and I opened this. I, I, I had a little gym built in my backyard, it was like 400 square feet, and I just started training back there because, because working the graveyard shift, the gyms were all closed, Uh, When I wanted to train, you know, and then when they were open, I was sleeping. So, you know, working that graveyard shift, everything's backwards. So I would train on my own in my backyard. And then next thing I know, there's a couple of guys training with me and a couple of guys at work heard about it. And next thing you know, we opened the pit in in Woodland Hills, California, in 1985, and it was focused on, you know, Hawaiian Kempo, which is my martial art. But my martial art includes fitness as one of its, uh, as one of its elements. So it, it's, my, my martial art is striking, grappling, jiu-jitsu, and conditioning, or fitness. So it's fitness heavy. Um, so, you know, I, I started training there in my backyard. We ended up moving a little uh, north, and I became friends with one thing. I, one person I became friends with was Greg Glassman who's the founder of CrossFit and he was interested in the way I was training my fighters, you know, and, and we, we would go back and forth and I would go visit him in Santa Cruz and he would come visit me. And we kind of came together in our, uh, in our fitness ideology. And we decided that as a fighter, it's a little different than a regular person uh, in our training. So we call it, we call our fitness routine, CrossFit instead of CrossFit is CrossFit, so it's very similar to the CrossFit uh, philosophy and concepts, but it has more uh, techniques and it's more directed towards uh, martial artists. So we call it CrossFit. So uh, that that's our that's my system. So I moved it up north. We started, you know, I started training people in my backyard again. I built a gym. This one's a little bigger. It's a thousand square feet cause I have three acres now. So next thing I know, more people are coming and everybody hears about it. And next thing you know, I got a guy named Chuck Liddell I'm training and that changed everything. Um, So that's where I've been now. Now I'm in a full-time gym, uh, 10,000 square feet. And we focus on, you know, fitness and and martial arts for, you know, we started kids with three years, you know, at three years old, all the way up. We got people in their seventies and we train them with fitness and, and martial arts. And it's the way of life thing. I don't know. Is that enough? It's kind of like that, but I'm more well known for the UFC thing because, you know, I got Chuck Liddell, Glover Teixeira, Court McGee, Ramsey, Nijam, Steve Seiler. I got all these UFC guys, including a few champions but our main, our main focus is, you know, martial arts for the family and, 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 you know, and our martial art includes fitness. So anytime I say martial arts, there's fitness involved. Um, we do, you know, we do a lot of, you know, burpees is part of our belt testing. So we, I've been doing that, uh, but then the fighting is, is more recognizable because, you know, pay, we're on TV, we're in pay-per-view, we're in the news, we're on the internet. So everybody thinks of our gym mainly as, as you know, uh, UFC and stuff. But mainly, 97% of my students, my time, and my energy focuses around, you know, martial arts and fitness for normal people. And then 3%, I do fighters. But I'm more known for the fighters. Bing. Yeah, no,
1: that's quite the the resume is, uh, we'll put it, you know, I, I grew up watching Chuck Liddell back on UFC and you know, Rashid and all the other <clears throat> fighters throughout the time. I, I did martial arts for a very, very minute period of time before I went off to college and did some other things, but, um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, met a lot of different martial arts owners and, and things like that, but nothing, nothing quite comparable to what, to what I just heard. So it's a little different,
2: but I am a martial arts gym. You know, we are our CrossFit affiliate uh, affiliates. Um, fitness is every bit as important in in our martial art as a punch or a kick or a takedown. Martial art, uh, fitness is right there as one of our main tenants, uh, main building blocks of 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 martial arts. So you know that it's kind of a most martial arts guys they do a little fitness on the side they go to a uh, you know like a, a regular fitness gym and stuff like that our fitness is built into our martial art so you don't have to go anywhere else because by the time you're done you know with any class you've you've you know you've thrown your punches kicks takedowns etc but you also have gotten uh, just as good of a workout as
1: any crossfit workout So that's that's where it is. Awesome, John. Uh, And so leading up into that, kind of give our listeners like a little bit uh, uh, more like like an elevator pitch, sort of, you know, exactly what all do you offer as far as like services inside of your facility? And then to piggyback off of that, you know, when somebody comes to you, say they're not a member, but they're looking to join your facility, kind of what's that initial consultation look like, you know, to determine if they're a good fit or if you're a good fit?
2: Well, the elevator one would be like, what do you do? I, uh, I run a martial arts, uh, a martial arts gym, you know, I don't, I don't really get into as much of what's involved in my martial art. Like I don't say when we do kicks and we do punches and we do takedowns and we do fitness. Um, a lot of times I'll just for ease, for ease, I just say I have a martial arts and fitness gym. I teach martial arts. I teach kids and adults how to uh, not have to give up their lunch money and how to build confidence and how to make it home safe, uh, you know, from attack if you're an adult. And then the same thing if someone comes to the gym, depends if it's for kids. My main goal for kids is confidence and schoolyard dominance. Uh, And when I say schoolyard dominance, I don't want them dominating in a bully way, but if they get attacked, I want them to dominate that, that attack. And I want them to have the confidence uh, to go through life, which you, you build up with martial arts. If you're an adult and you want to train, I want you to keep your lunch money. And you know your lunch money, as a kid when I was in school, it was really lunch money. It was a quarter. And I had to fight for that quarter more than once because people try to take your lunch money. And that's where I came up with that tagline. But now, nobody has lunch money anymore. They have cards and they have however the kids pay for their lunch. But lunch money is more, you know, it's more of a, a way to say, don't let anybody beat you up. Don't let this guy win your world title, UFC title. That's your lunch money, you know. Or if you're walking on, down the street with your wife and some guy attacks you, your lunch money is your life. Don't let anybody take your lunch money, just means, you know, don't let any bullies you know, take whatever they want, you, you know, you keep, keep your lunch money. So that's kind of how I would, you know, the difference between kids, it's in the schoolyard, don't let any bullies bully you. In the street, it's don't let anybody try to kill you, you know, people are going to try to kill you or beat you or whatever. Don't let that happen, right? Don't ever start it, but don't ever let it happen. So that's, that's
1: kind of it. I don't know. Sound good? Yeah, no, that's great. <clears throat> um, so right now, obviously, you've been in, you know, been around for a little while now. How many members, roughly, are in your gym? Uh, we get,
2: I think it's uh, 275, through, you know, close to 300, but it's right around 278 right now, 280, something like that. We do pretty
1: well. That's good. And so touching on that, you know, what are kind of like some, some year end goals for you, you know, like from like now on to the rest of the year, you know, what's kind of like that short-term goal. And then obviously, like I said, you've been in business for a while now, what's kind of like, you know, the bigger picture goal, the next, like, maybe like two to three years. Um, I think
2: obviously I want to grow a little and um, I've kind of taken a little more of an online president uh, presence. Um, so I'm doing some online dojo stuff like where people can train with me online. So that's one thing. And that's the same thing. It's, it's my Hawaiian Kempo. They, you know, they have to send me videos um, of them doing X amount of burpees in X amount of time. Same as here in person. Um, that's one of my goals. My other goal is to build up a little bit. But to be honest, we're, we're pretty good where we are right now at, at, as a gym. In, in, our, in our town, uh, we have, I think, six or seven affiliate gyms. Like, we have one in Salt Lake City. We have one in Arizona. We have one in Connecticut, Malibu. Um, you know, there's three in our, in our county. So we do pretty good with that. And, and I you know, at, at my stage of the game, at my age, I wouldn't mind just kind of being where I am now. Maybe take it up a notch, but not much. But then I'm, I'm going to start getting a little more into the, the online. I want to have a little more online presence. But as a gym right now, we're really good. Our kids program is killing it. Our adult program is killing it. Uh, our jujitsu program is killing it. So, you know, I could, I could say build a little more, maybe get up to 300 students. But to be honest, if I stay where I am right now, uh, I'll be happy. It's not, that's not very good though. Huh? I'm just kind of, I'm settling, but I'm settling at a pretty good place right now. So I'm happy.
1: Yeah. And then you said with the affiliate gyms, are those like under the pit fitness name? Uh, they
2: are, except for the, uh, the Connecticut one, Glover Teixeira owns that one who is the world you know, UFC light heavyweight champion. So he has a pretty big name, Glover Teixeira. But he's a PIT affiliate um, where they teach Hawaiian Kenpo, which is my system. I created it in 1985. So they teach it. And then it's, you know, and I'm the, you know, I'm so like when they test their black belts, I'm there and I I promote their black belts and stuff. So they're an affiliate gym as well, but they call their gym TechShare MMA and Fitness. And then the other gyms around town and all over the place, they call them PIT.
1: Yeah. Awesome, man. That's great.
2: I try to go by, I, in a lot of what I do um, in that, in business-wise, a lot of it is I use the, the CrossFit model. You know, that's, to me, that's one of my, you know, I've been, I've been in CrossFit since 2003 or four. I was like the second affiliate, CrossFit affiliate. So, and now they have, what, 20,000 or something crazy? I don't know. Something crazy. But, so I, I kind of go on there. Um, model a little bit I'm not you know I'm not I don't want it to be like a franchise it's kind of a it's kind of a loose affiliation
1: yeah got it that makes sense and then so obviously again you know touching on you know the majority of what you do where do the bulk of your leads come from inside the facility
2: uh I would, I would say our organic um, uh, social media presence and uh, our word of mouth reputation. And then number three, uh, we're lucky enough to be on a main street of our, we're on the main street in our town and we have a, you know, we have a big sign right there and, and we have the, uh, you know, it's good and bad. We've had, you know, a lot of um, we've had a lot of publicity because of a lot of things, but one of them is because of my my training UFC fighters and even UFC champion, world champions. So that's given us a lot of good and bad plus publicity. The good side of that is people know our name, right? And then the bad side is uh, like soccer moms and and regular guys that just want to do a little martial arts and not get the shit kicked out of them. You know, they see us on TV and they know I train professional fighters. Some people think that's all I do. So they're like, you know, oh, shit, I don't want to go in there. We're going to get our ass whooped. And some of the soccer moms probably think, well, I don't want to bring little Johnny over there because then he's going to become a bully and I don't want my son to be a bully. So we'll go to a little more like karate kid type gym. We're kind of more like the Cobra Kai reputation because I train UFC fighters. But anybody that knows us or been in our gym, they know we are 100% family gym. They know we're 100% anti-bullying. If if I find out a kid of mine is a bully, he gets punished. If he doesn't turn it around, he gets kicked out. If one of my adults, if I find out, he goes to the bar and gets in a fight, He's out. I mean, I kick him out immediately, so we are anti-bully, but we're a rough gym and and I, I I teach my students to deal with bullies in a very aggressive and and assertive manner.
1: yeah, it There's a lot of softness that's gone on, I think, yeah you know, in the world lately, and you know not necessarily you know pointing fingers at any one person is just kind of what it's come to in a way so you know in your eyes from you know let's say back in 1985 to now you know where, where what have you seen the most that has changed in like the audiences that have come you know through your facilities over the years
2: uh, I think I think um I think the a couple things number one a lot of people are more knowledgeable now because of in a big part because of uh crossfit and and ufc so a lot of people know more about martial arts and they know groundwork now and they know this and that so they're a little more educated when it comes to uh, martial arts and a lot of people have you know about crossfit so they're a little more knowledgeable about fitness and stuff like that. Um, but when I think back to 85, it wasn't, it wasn't really that different to tell you the truth. Cause there was, there was still the majority of people out there are soft and they're weak. And, and the, the majority of men out there, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, if, if, uh, if they, if their wife gets jumped on the street and they're with their wife, they're going to get their phone and call 911 and say, Hold that thought, guys. Hey, whoa, whoa. Don't hit her too hard. Most guys aren't going to jump in and protect their family. It's just they don't know how. And the guys that would, the, the guys that have a tough mentality, just have never trained because they think it'll never happen to them until it does. you know. And once it does, it's too late. You know what I mean? It's like jumping out of a parachute going, uh, jumping out of a plane and going, damn, I forget that parachute. It's too late now. You can't go back up. the plane and get the parachute once you jump out once someone attacks you in a walmart parking lot if you do not know how to fight it's too late to learn now you're going to get stomped on the concrete in front of your wife and when that happens when you get home your wife's always going to look at you like that little bitch who just got his ass whooped because he didn't know how to fight nothing in the bedroom will ever be the same again i'm just saying Anyway, I don't know. I think of it like that a little bit. Um, there's always been tough guys and wimpy guys. Uh, I don't think that's changed much. But I think it's more, um, it's more accepted to be a wimpy guy now and not a real man. Um, and that, I mean, so that's a hurdle that, that, that I think I deal with in, in a good way. And we have guys at our gym that are training. We have similar mindsets or they wouldn't be coming into my gym. So it's a really good place for people to share information and to hang out. It's an ohana, which in Hawaii, where I'm from, that means family. And our gym is an ohana. I mean, we have Christmas parties, Thanksgiving parties. We have you know, Halloween costume you know, uh, contest. We get together a lot and hang out. We watch the fights together. It's, just, it's a family feel. And a lot of that comes from my old training in Hawaii, where I started, and a lot of CrossFit too. CrossFit is a very uh, uh, family-like gym, usually. Not all of them, because there's so many of them, but when I started in CrossFit in the early 2000s, it seemed like a family, kind of like my martial art. So it's one of the reasons I was attracted to it. So uh, if that answers your question, I I probably went off a thousand different ways, but I think the main thing is the people, there's wimpy people out there still, and then there's people out there that think it'll never happen to them. And for both of those people, if it ever does, it's too late, and I'm sorry, but you're gonna gonna always have to live with those consequences. And if it never does happen, and you train, what's the downside? That you you've been prepared and it didn't happen. Guess what? You're gonna look better at the freaking beach anyway, right? You're gonna be you when you take your shirt off. You're gonna look better for your wife. Yeah, you know, you're. She's gonna she's gonna do better by you if you're if you're if you're fit and you're stronger and you're tougher and you know how to fight. Everything is better. You have more confidence, right? That shows up in a lot of places. So there's no downside to it, right? It's better, it's better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener at war. All right, boom. How's
1: that? No, it's great. Love it. It's, uh, you know, it, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, wherever you go, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be tough. There's going to be weak guys. There's going to be people that are okay with where they are. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when it comes down to the, you know the fact that something happens. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? What do you what do? You do? I, I've been, I've been attacked.
2: I've been attacked, and and, and who I am. You know, I've been training my whole life. Some. Why do people? Other people. I mean, some guys. Some guys have never been in a fight in their life, and I look up. I look up to them. I'm, I'm jealous, because I've been in so many fights. It's not even <laughs> funny, and and that's not a good thing. But it's a thing, and even at my age, I've had guys. I've, had, I've been in L.A. with my wife when a guy came up to me and, and, you know, he, you know, started a fight with me. And if I didn't know how to fight, I'm sure that happens to other guys. And what, what they do is they probably put their head down and walk away with their, with their tail between their legs. And how does their wife even look at them anymore? The time I got attacked... Luckily, it didn't get physical, but some guy came right in my face and started mouthing off to me, and my wife was right there. I mean, I could have easily just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He didn't, he didn't like the way I was looking at him. That's what it was. Hmm. And it was in L.A., and he came up to me, and he started giving me racial slurs. He was black, I'm white. He started saying some things to me. So I just—so instead of backing down in front of my wife, I might have if she wasn't there, but I probably wouldn't. I don't know. But she's standing right there, my wife. And this is there's like 10 people around. And I, just, I took a step back. I go, you need to back the fuck up, bro, or things are going to get ugly right now. And so I didn't back down. I didn't get moved forward, right? I didn't start to fight. I didn't initiate. But I just show, told him, you know, I don't want to fight. But if you come one step further, it's on. So I just made him, I let him know that, you know, this it could have happened. I didn't back down in front of my wife. That's the main thing you know I mean? that, that happened that day. Of course, if I didn't know how to fight and he came at me and I got my ass whooped, ending up in a nursing home with a tracheostomy and a feeding tube, that wouldn't have been fun, right? And that, that, that's going to happen, guys. But the main thing in that point was my wife was right next to me and I didn't look like a, a punk in front of her and that's good you think she didn't remember that when we got home that night and got in bed yeah they're gonna remember that shit they're gonna think oh my husband's a wimp I uh, no but she she remembered i took a step back and say bro you take one more step things are gonna get ugly and he looked at me and he postured a couple times and and i didn't take one more i take one step back that's all i'm ever gonna take one step back and he walked away And everybody there was like, "Holy shit!" You know, there's like ten people watching that, and my wife was like, "Grab, grab me!" Like, with she was proud, you know. And we and things are good. So, anyway, it's it's there. And if you're a kid, and that same thing happens in the schoolyard, and you can't defend yourself, and you get your ass whipped or you get bullied, guess what? Every bully in that school is gonna rate. You're gonna have the radar on you, so you're gonna get bullied by every everyone now your life's going to be a living hell if you don't cut off that bully right there cut off the first one and no no more are going to come at you
1: yeah so that's the other thing too is that the ripple effect that it has on it you know it's like stand your ground probably nine times out of ten the other person's either full of themselves or you know it's going to be you know the real deal um yeah but then you know letting you know seeing everybody else that everybody that you see every single day of your life in school it's like you know that there's going to be repercussions just naturally from you know that that occurrence whether you think there is or there isn't and and they're going to stay with you for the rest of your life
2: yeah you're always going to be that you're always going to be that bully magnet whether it's your buddies whether it's your college buddies whether it's every female you're ever with whether it's your boss when you get older and you get a job you're always gonna be a bully magnet unless you nip it in the bud like right away. And, and I thank God every day, I swear to God, I swear to God that I thank God, that's weird. Um, but I, I, I thank God every day for martial arts and what it's done for me. Um, I mean, it made me stop the bullying in Hawaii, which is big, they don't like whites in Hawaii. I don't know if you know that, but they do not like whites. They call them Haole and it's usually fucking Haole and they just don't like whites. I mean, teachers don't like them. The, the locals don't like them. So growing up white with blonde hair in Hawaii, you know, I had to fight. I didn't want to, but I had to. And, and mm-hmm. because of my martial arts training starting when I, when I was 10 years old, thank God I did that. I was never bullied. You know, my first bully attempt I was able to beat the guy up in front of all the students. And guess what? I was never bullied again my entire life, including growing up, you know, some of the baddest spots in Honolulu, in Hawaii. Never bullied again because of that. So, you know, so it's it, there's nothing better for kids. And as, as men, like I said, they all think that I'll never happen to be until it does and then you they look like a they look like a wimp and a you know they're gonna look like a bitch in front of their wife so that that's an important thing for me is you know it, maybe maybe it sounds too rowdy or or violent or whatever but
1: you know i'm sorry we're men yeah no it uh you know you gotta have some level of confidence you know and it's it's gonna take you farther not only from like a physical education too like if you're more confident in your own abilities you're gonna be able to go on and tackle other things whether that's you know well,
2: you, and you know what you know and that's really true and and you know since our martial art involves this so much um and and this is such a big part of fighting and protecting yourself and being anti-bullied uh, one of the main parts of any martial art or any fighting art is the physical conditioning. Like your average CrossFit guy that does CrossFit, he could probably kick most regular karate guy's butt, and he can probably kick most normal people's butt. That gives you a kind of confidence too, always having that fitness, that strength, that power. Even if they don't do martial arts, which they'll be much better if they do, but even if they don't, they'll have that extra power and the conditioning Um, That can get them, you know, through a fight because in a fight, no matter what techniques you learn, conditioning is one of the main things. And in about 30 seconds of a street fight, unless you're in top shape, you're done. I mean, you're done. The adrenaline, everything, you know, in that fight, about 30, 20 to 30 seconds, you are going to, with your hands on your knees, you're done. You just and I don't care how much karate you know, how much power you have, how big, strong you are, if the fight lasts for 30 seconds, you're done unless you train for that. And and that's why it's so important to do that high-intensity anaerobic training like we do and like they do at CrossFit. So that in and of itself, just the fitness part, is is works wonders for fitness uh for your, um, for your confidence.
1: Thanks. Absolutely, man. Um, So going back to, you know, the pit, obviously we know exactly what's instilled, how people are trained and, you know, obviously the rewards that they're going to get from it, not only physical, but also mental, you know, what, what does, you know, we talked just a moment ago about goals and obviously, you know, where you're at you know, what, what's like your personal big time goal as far as, you know, maybe like the next couple of years go by, you know, and they're like, this is it, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Or, you know, do you have some other outlying goals that, you know, you want to accomplish outside of the pit?
2: Not really, to be honest, at, at this point, the pit, John this it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's synonymous. It's like, I'm just part of the pit. The pit's part of me. I've been doing this so long um and i I don't think there's uh my wife and i talked about some basic goals money-wise you know like different numbers we want to reach different goals um that we want to reach but but uh to be honest can you hear me right now yep okay because somebody's calling it looks like it's stopping it but okay um but um my goal it like is just to reach as many people as we can, as many adults, as many kids, uh, whether it's uh, whether it's through my online or my in-house. I want to reach as many people as I can because I want to turn as many as many betas into alphas as I can. And when I say alphas, I don't mean want to be tough guys, bullies. I don't mean that at all. I just mean kids that are confident and they go to school every day without worrying about bullies that's an alpha kid and an alpha male is someone that can hold their wife's hand walk into a walmart parking lot at night and not be timid you know and so scared if someone attacks them so that to me protecting your family is an alpha not being a bully or a braggart or anything like that so as i want to change as many lives as i can and when I say guys, I have females too. My wife can my wife could probably kick I'd say eighty percent of the men out there right now. She could kick their ass with just her fists so um the alpha is not is i I use guys and you know i I use uh that a lot but when I mean I just mean people I want to create as many I want to turn as many betas into alphas. And as many unconfident kids into confident kids um, as I can. That's my main goal. That's my main goal. I want, I want them to live the kind of have that transformation like I did in martial arts. Because that's what changed my life. Martial arts changed but without even thinking. I remember so clearly before martial arts. And I remember, you know, what happened with the martial arts. I remember how I felt before martial arts and how I feel now and you just look at most guys you can tell that they just they need you know some training you know mentally more than anything but they just they need something I mean I don't know I don't know what's going on right now but um it's uh, they they need we need we need guys training more than ever before right now because something's happening I don't know what it is maybe you you know you're younger yeah, uh, you're not you're more in tune with that shit us old guys we just look back going eh, what happened to these young youngsters out there they're a bunch of punks but and- i know there's more to it there must be more to it i mean they're turning into like
1: i it's scary man it's scary it's it's different you know like i was raised my parents were born in 1950s so i didn't get like the i got whooped i got the paddle the spoon like i was you know i I was developed into uh you know not you know maybe what goes on today i'll just leave it at that but um yeah i, don't know. I try to stay you know my dad was in the military um i had a lot of family in the military you know i uh i try to stay out of all that stuff because you, you never know what's real and what's not and there's too much propaganda and agendas going on and um yeah uh, you know so yeah. i just you know I'll uh i'll cite my sources from you know things and people that i trust and um no isn't you know persuaded one way or the other. but um yeah, there's you know it's times are changing and uh
2: you don't even you don't even need to be on online anymore. no, like my wife, my wife looks a lot on the news and all that, but you just go out and just see, I mean, you see it like like real. I mean it's like I mean, a lot of the stuff you hear about like what they do with you know a lot of stuff. I'm not even gonna talk about it, but but just the stuff you see. Like, when you're out, you see it firsthand. It's like, wow, this shit's weird, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, and military, I mean, I, I can't, I, I use the military a lot, and I think all, all young men, all young men, I think, should do at least basic training, because the basic training was unbelievable for me when I went in the Army. Uh, I loved basic training, and I knew While I was in basic training, I realized how great this was and everybody should do it. And then martial arts. I think every, every young man should train martial arts. And if they could do martial arts and the military, which mainly basic training, because I don't think people should go in the military anymore because they're gonna send them, you know, to foreign places and die die for nothing. But I think every young man going through basic training is 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 the mind you know, just, it's, it's, it toughens you in a certain way that in martial arts, you know, with respect and confidence and, and stuff like that, but, um, and discipline. So
1: anyway. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. It's uh, you know, just like you said, for the discipline and the confidence and, you know, it's just whatever life throws at you, right. It You never know, but if, if you're ready and you're prepared, that's better than not being ready and prepared. Yeah. I mean um well cool last you know last uh few things here i always like to ask <clears throat> you know if you were to give advice to a younger entrepreneur or somebody just looking to start their own fitness industry whether it's martial arts kickboxing maybe just regular big box gym or maybe group fitness you know what would you say to them if they were looking to start wow um first of all you know it's cliche you know follow your
2: dreams follow your passion yada yada That's obviously, Um, but the other would be um, learn, learn the, the, the nuances of today's, um, of today's marketing and realize that, you know, marketing is, is, is branding and make sure you build a, a, a strong brand for yourself. And then, you know, and then learn how to do the things like the Facebook ads and the, you know, pipelines and I don't know how to do them. So I'm an old guy. I have someone doing them, you know, the pipelines and the, you know, the, the email sequencing and stuff like that and learn how to do that kind of stuff along with running a really, you know, good gym, those two things together, you know, that's the key to success because if you have one without the other, it's, you know, you, you're a great gym, but if you're not getting it out there, then people aren't realizing you got a great gym because nobody's coming. But then if you have great marketing but a terrible gym, everybody's going everybody's going to know what a shitty gym you have. So if you have a, a you know if you if you train your people um, I think training your people hard is important but unless you're doing the workout with them, it's you have to really stay in tune with what they're doing because it's easy to overtrain someone when you're standing on the sidelines saying Keep going, come, push it, push it, push it. but if you if you're doing it with them or if you if you're done it enough so you can realize you don't wanna you don't wanna push them past the point of you know injuries and and stuff like that, then you know that's that's important too. So I think you should give them you know everybody that great hardcore workout because I have so many people after a really good hard workout tell me. I loved it. That was a great workout. Right. I've never heard anyone say, wow, that workout was too hard, but you can tell when it wasn't hard enough, you can tell they they're kind of disappointed almost like, so you, you have to find that, you know, right here, because past this, you're just going to get all your guys hurt and injured, right? If you push them too hard, like too much weight or too much sparring or even too many anything, you know, it's it's just gonna get, they're gonna get injured, and then if you're here, they're gonna be bored and they're not gonna make progress. So you have to realize that you want to keep your guys right here all the time. That's yeah. my that's my advice, and that's yeah. that goes for that goes for training a guy to keep his wife safe at Walmart parking lot, or for creating a world champion UFC fighter. You always have to train him. Right here. You don't want to overtrain a UFC fighter. You don't want to overtrain, you know, a normal guy who's just training to protect his family, but you don't want to undertrain either, you know, either one either, or else the guy will never win the UFC title or the guy will never be strong enough to defend his wife. So you want to, you want to find that sweet spot and keep it there. And then you have to get great marketing and branding thing.
1: Excellent. And then last but not least here, John, is, you know, how can our listeners find your facility? How can they look you up? Facebook, Instagram, website? Instagram, pit underscore master. That's it, pit underscore master.
2: That's everything because everything connects to that. I think that's my, I think that's the main one because everything else I do goes into a story or a post or something and can go. And then there's the link in the bio that just takes you everywhere excellent
1: well everybody go check out his gym pit underscore master he'll be sure to give you the real deal and uh most importantly uh if this story inspired you and you want to come on and share your perspective on you know what you're doing in the fitness world whatever that might be feel free to click on the link below type in your information and we'll be in touch but until then y'all that's been another episode of the gym lords podcast gym lords out
0: thank you for listening to this interview but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview.
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Moore's Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Katie from TriStar Fitness out of Tennessee. What's going on, Katie? How are you doing today?
4: Good, good. How about you?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Now. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run TriStar Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place.
4: Hey, I always um, definitely start and say, you know, we offer more than a gym, that it's more of a community. Um, I tell everybody that, you know, it's a group of People that hold you accountable, that you look forward to seeing every week, people that you could be miserable with um, during the workout, Um, definitely more than a standard gym membership. I tell them, you know, you'll come in and the workout is different every day. It'll never be the same. Um, So it's programmed for the person. They don't have to come in and be like, all right, I'm going to work arms today and do so many reps on a machine. Um, The workout's already programmed for them and it's, you know, something different. Um, my husband actually was the one that wanted to start the gym and I was a little hesitant because he's more of a go-getter and I'm kind of more of a, um, realist, I guess. Um, I like to have my steady income, my eight to five job and, you know, be more responsible. So he definitely convinced me into taking the leap of faith and here we are. Almost I'm trying to think six years now. So
3: well, congratulations. Uh, on making it to year six. Um you're mm-hmm. almost at that that big one, that 10-year anniversary. anniversary Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what where am I trying? What two words about I just trying to put together?
4: Words so, are hard sometimes. <laughs> it's hard.
3: Yeah. Um, what were you doing before you decided to open up TriStar Fitness?
4: Um, I actually worked in a medical assistant at a doctor's office, um, mm-hmm. which I've always held a full-time job while running the gym as well. So it's, it's kind of how we do things.
3: So since you, since you, you brought that up, um, I wanted to ask you a few questions about that because there are, you know, lots of gym owners that have a full-time job, families like you do, married kids, um, and also run their gym full-time as well. So My question is, like, what systems and processes do you have in place to keep everything organized?
4: Um, That's definitely on me. I feel like um, I'm the organization person. Everybody calls me a little OCD, but um, I'm everything from cleaning the gym to taking out the trash, to teaching all the classes, to having, you know, the music and the playlist together, programming the workouts, posting the workouts on the app. Um, Like I said, you know, I have multiple jobs and multiple kids. Um, I'm super old-fashioned. It's everything, everybody's like, put it in your phone. I'm like, Yeah. And then I forget about it till it pops up five minutes before. So, um, I'm a very hands-on and I have to see everything type person. So I actually have a handy dandy book that I write everything. in, And I know that's old school, but that's just, you know, what works for me. Um, but all of our members help and pitch in anytime. I mean, that's, as somebody walks in the door, they're the first one to make them feel welcome, show them where to put their stuff, show them where the workout is. Like I couldn't do it without them. Like they help me um, run the gym as I pull in there on two wheels every day. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do it without them for sure.
3: Yeah. Definitely shout out to shout out to your support system and you know the members and clients that I that I should sure, I'm sure love you very much. Um, so did you have to start out with zero clients?
4: Pretty much. Um, me and my husband. I did have my best friend and her husband. They would come to our gen- or come to our garage, actually, and work out a few times a week. Um, but when we started, we had a founders club. So ho- whoever signed up with us from day one was completely locked in at a certain price, whether they kept their membership for 10 days or 30 years. Um, And we come from a small town and have a huge, huge support system. So I think we had about 50, 60 people in the founders club from us from day one. So um, we've had great support from day one, but yes, we started with two members.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, when it comes to getting people in the door and marketing, like how did you grow from two to where you are now?
4: Um, we, like I've said, we live in a small town and like we run a lot. We'll be outside flipping tires. So, I mean, like people driving by and seeing us, um, Facebook. Um, I would just say like word of mouth, like, like I said, I'm a small town. Do you know so and so? They go to this gym and like our members are great about. Inviting people all the time. I run beginners class constantly, trying to get new people in the door. um, And we offer our first three classes for free. So that, you know, lets them try it with no obligation or anything. So just word of mouth and seeing these crazy people running around town with kettlebells helps us quite a bit.
3: (laughs) Now, are you guys doing any type of organic posts on social media, Instagram, Facebook?
4: Um, we basically just use Facebook for the most part. Um, I should do a lot better. I feel like with the social media app sometimes and I'll do really, really great. Um, we have had, um, good feedback when we post like videos, especially with kickboxing. Um, kickboxing has been a great asset to add and it's become our biggest class because it's fun. It has the music. We've come up with a few routines to certain songs. So, anytime we put like those videos on Facebook, they're shared constantly. And I feel like that helps us quite a bit.
3: Yeah. Social media has definitely evolved over the past six years, even since you guys, you know, and I'm sure you've gotten to see it. So, what does your day to day look like um, as the business owner? Do you teach classes like before you go into your full-time job as after?
4: actor? Um, we did try like early, early morning classes, and like 5.36, um, and they'll blow up at first. And then, of course, everybody gets tired and stuff in the morning. So now we just, it's just too hard trying to get kids to school and situated and stuff. And um, I just really had to... Listen to feedback from my gym members, too, because they do know I'm a mom. So they're like, Katie, you know, you've got to pull back some and take care of yourself and your family. They're real good about offering to pitch in. Hey, if you need to do something, I'll cover class, whatever. But um, right now I work um, from 730 to 430, and I have 30 minutes to get the kids dropped off with my mom, who graciously watches them every day and then start to teach class by like 5 5 15 and then I'm there for a few hours teaching class mm-hmm. run home bath, dinner homework and do it again pretty much Monday through Friday but it's fun I think that's how I thrive best is on the chaos too so
3: yeah and then do you have um I guess is most of your downtime going to be on the weekends
4: Yes, we completely close on Sundays. Um, I did tell them once the weather gets nice and stuff, we will start maybe doing like a group run and do a 5K on Sundays. But um, Saturday morning, we do two classes early in the morning and then kind of let everybody have family time and stuff.
3: Yeah. Okay. so let's talk a little bit about the future for TriStar Fitness. How do you want to things, how do you want to see things change over the next 365 days? Like, what is your kind of ideal vision?
4: Um, going into this year in 2023, I, um, my whole goal was like to give back to the community for TriStar to Make a Difference in the community and people, um, you know, that we encounter every day. I of course want the gym to grow. I would love for it to grow. Um, I would love for it to be my full time job every day. Um, It's just what I enjoy doing. But um, my whole focus this year was to give back to the community as far as um, as a gym and for our town.
3: So do you got? Do you have or did you have like events planned out or like what is your? What do you mean by like giving back? Like what's your way of giving back to the community?
4: So, um, I told them we would do a 5k once a month and raise uh, money for whatever, if it was a family that was going through a hard time or whether it was for like a children's advocacy center or foster kids or just any certain thing that happened to come up. Um, we had, it was December, but we kind of, you know, went ahead and started, but we had a, um lady at our nutrition place here in town that we pretty much all go to. Um, she lost a granddaughter very, very young. So we hosted a 5K and tried to raise money to help out with funeral costs and stuff. Um this month we are helping with the foster kid program and trying to, you know, bring in blankets and toiletries and uh stuffed animals for these kids that, you know, leave with all their things in a Walmart bag. Um, And then next month, I think we're going to do the pregnancy center and stuff. So we're just one month, we pick one thing, and we really try to focus on that. Um, And, of course, things are going to happen that pop up in the community. Um, We just sold some shirts, and all the profits went to a family that was in another state for rehab after a uh, car accident. So I just try to give back as much as possible.
3: I'm really glad that you guys are, you know, giving back to your community on a very consistent basis. So one more question before we begin to wrap things up here. If you could look back to when you started your gym about six years ago, give yourself a piece of advice that you didn't know that you necessarily needed to hear back then
4: um give yourself grace and rely on others that you cannot do everything just by yourself um that's something I'm still learning on a day-to-day basis um they can tell you I'm very hard-headed and independent but I have realized uh that I have to have um people behind me or I can't do it or beside me I guess instead of behind me so they make it possible every day
3: all right Katie Well. Thank you so much for sharing that gym with us. Now, before we end things here on this episode, tell our listeners where they can find you.
4: On Facebook, we are listed as um, Star Fitness, and of course, we are in Manchester, Tennessee, on one hundred and one South Woodland Street. And um, I'm a pretty dedicated gym runner you the phone number is my cell phone so you can pretty much get us anytime um, so you can definitely find that on our facebook page address a website all that stuff as long as um, the schedule
3: all righty katie well thank you so much you know we really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road
4: so, Thank you for having me and reaching out, of course. It's a huge, huge honor to be on here.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, if you guys are out there listening, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Morris out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
1: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is Mr. Cameron out of Avon, Indiana with Confidence Club Martial Arts. Cameron, how are we doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time and learning uh, to share your story and get to know you a little bit more. Absolutely. So that being said, I will open it up to you. Go ahead and give our listeners a little bit about who you are, your experiences, and ultimately what led you to open up Confidence Club Martial Arts.
5: Well, when I, I'm, I'm 32 right now and I've been in martial arts my entire life. Um, I started I started a Kempo Jiu Jitsu when I was like five years old, five, six years old. And I've been in some type of, uh, martial arts ever since I've done all through, uh, you know, school sports, high school sports, track and field, football, baseball, uh, cross country, uh, everything, but I've always, always hung on to, uh, martial arts, um, when I was uh, 17, 18 years old, uh, we, my father and my brother and I decided to do some like a uh, male bonding time. And we found a, a martial arts school <clears throat> here in the Indianapolis area, South side Indianapolis, where that's where it really took off for me. Uh, just halfway through, you know, training for uh, black belt, um, you know, about a year and a half, two years in, I just had this thought: like, man, this is something that I want to do forever. Either be a student forever, be a be a teacher, be a coach in some capacity. I I, I want martial arts in my life constantly. I've seen what it's done for uh, for for kids who are shy, timid inside their own shell. And, and how we can turn a, a leader out of them. Same thing for teens, uh, even uh, you know, uh, introverted adults, it really, it, it, it really pulls something out of a lot of people and it really brings great things uh, to them. And, and I appreciate that, I love that. I love that um, I have the ability or you know, the capacity to be able to do that for somebody else um, so, so yeah, like at 19, 20 years old, I knew that, that I wanted to do this, uh, forever. So linked up with my instructor at the time, asked him if I could, if there was any kind of position that I could take, um, help out with his school and, uh, be an instructor of some kind, help out. He took me on. I did that for a little while, couple years. Uh, got my black belt, left that school, went to another school. Um, <clears throat> six months into that school, I started a satellite school for that instructor. Um, that would have been out of those 21, 22 years old. Um, six months after that opened a second satellite school for that instructor did that for seven years. Uh, then late 2018, you know, my fiance now we got together and, you know, we always had this dream of, of being an instructor, of always being a school owner, you know, potential owner of my own. And we kind of dove right in and then we had to make a choice. Either, either I work for somebody or I work for myself. And, uh, and, uh, late 2018, we got the ball rolling and found a spot—not uh, our current, but there was an earlier, little, smaller uh, space that we found. And uh, June 2019, we opened up, and it's been uh, just taking off ever since. And just the just the opportunity of of being able to to open a school and being able to give back to the to a kid or a teen or even an adult that needs that push and confidence or self discipline or focus, or just a community to feel involved in, uh, man, that means that really means everything. And it's, and it's disguised as martial arts, just something physical, uh, is, it feels better, even better. But yeah, that's how I got started.
1: Man, that's amazing. It's, uh, you know, just, it's, it's like you open up satellite after satellite after satellite and, know doing all this work for you know other people and now it's finally your turn to to be the owner and to take you know kids and, and make them or you know even general population you know adults to give them the confidence and the abilities to you know obviously a defend themselves is one thing but more or less give them just the overall confidence to be able to tackle whatever comes their way agreed agreed awesome man that's great so now, obviously nothing short of the name but you know what was the idea behind confidence club is it exactly that just the confidence or was there something a little more special behind it
5: uh special behind the name is that i had this when i was in my teens you know a uh, training i had this coach who was uh just uh a, 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 a very stoic man um very, uh, tough on you, uh, when he knew he needed to be tough, but so gentle with like the little kids, all the little kids loved him. And, uh, every, every adult, every teen just looked up to this person and, and he was everything that, um, motivation wise, inspiration wise, like I Wish I had that ability to to inspire, just in the way that he spoke, or motivate, just the way that in this guy spoke. And um, uh, when years and years ago, this was—I um, uh, don't want to—I'll give a, a rough, maybe maybe 20 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, he had a school that was called Confidence Club. And uh, confidence Club Taekwondo, and when I was with when I was training with him, it was through a different school. So, when when trying to come up with the name of my school, you know, I didn't want to take I didn't want to say flat out Confidence Club Taekwondo because that is what we do. We are we are the core of our program is is Taekwondo, but um, just to honor him in some way, uh, just to just to pay homage. Uh, to him, in some way, just confidence club, and and just from the stories of other martial artists in our area who knew him back in the day, um, his kids, his students, his his competitors, just really radiated uh, confidence. They had this uh, posture, this this also kind of uh, stoicness to them as well, and and. When these guys, you know, walked into a room, say, at a competition or walked into a room, say, for a seminar, I mean, it just showed in their demeanor, in their, in the, you know, it changed the, the atmosphere of the room that there was something about these guys that, that, that was confident. And, and that just makes such a huge, uh, just makes a huge impact when somebody just their just in their posture, just in the way that they hold eye contact with somebody. Uh, which nowadays young kids oh, in their phones and their tablets and wow. uh, conversation in there, they're looking in the corner, they're looking at the ground and you know, that's, that's huge. That's huge for me. And so, yeah, confidence club came from, you know, to pay homage to that, to that instructor who really changed me as a teen that uh man just eye contact with somebody is everything posture and the way you stand the way you hold yourself is 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 everything so yeah definitely that's that's how the came, uh, name came to be
1: no that's awesome you hit the nail on the head too like nowadays like even 2 years ago this was way different but the technology factor has just you know i i personally try to stay off my phone as much as possible if i don't have to be on it like right I, you know, if I'm spending two hours on a TikTok or a Facebook or just something in general, it's like, what could, What else could I do more productively with those two hours? And you're, you're, you're decreasing the social interaction between you and somebody else. And it's almost making it awkward now to, like, look at somebody and you're like, oh, let me just look down and, you know, do something that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I love that, man. So let's kind of talk about, you know, conference called martial arts. So your, your building is right around 3,000 square feet. Roughly, how many members do you have right now in your facility?
5: Uh, as of right now, uh, we're hovering around ninety-five. Okay. Yeah, ninety-five students who have the ability to attend classes uh, pretty much every day. Uh, we don't run during. We don't run during uh, the weekend. Saturday and Sunday we're closed. We do other things that involve the school, uh, but Monday through Friday we have options and classes for for uh people to take every single day awesome man go ahead
1: and elaborate that on a little more kind of like your, almost like your elevator pitch you know if somebody knew never heard of your gym maybe other than like a sign or uh you know word of mouth a friend something like that they come into your facility what exact services do you offer and then how would you kind of initially consult this person to see if you're the best fit
5: Okay. So if somebody's calling in or somebody's, uh, you know, inquiring about the program, either for themselves or for their children, uh, first thing I ask is, you know, have you had any prior experience? Uh, Have you ever trained before? Have you ever uh, done any kind of martial arts? And then what's your reason for wanting to start? You know, uh, some kids will say, oh, I like this really cool uh, martial arts cartoon, Ninja Turtles or uh, something, Power Rangers. And that's, that's always the thing. Uh, I just saw Karate Kid and now I want to do it too. Or Cobra Kai right now is the huge thing. From uh, you know, I just saw Cobra Kai and it's such a cool show and I want to do that same stuff. And I was and and I'll be like, well, we do similar things, but uh, it's not going to be exactly like that. But uh, we try to get that right off the bat. This is not quite like Ninja School, um, and then try to entice the the parents. You know, this is confidence self-discipline focus patience you know all through physical fitness and the core of the program is taekwondo so i try to you know catch the kids eye by so we are kicking a lot we are doing a lot of self-defense we're doing a lot of fighting we'll spar with each other and yeah so you'll learn some of those moves that you see on tv and things like that but the core of the program is is really the mental side also so uh yeah, when talking about the, the program itself, all the classes are 45 minutes. Um, I have a five and six-year-old program that I call the preschool program, and that's uh, a 30-minute version of the regular classes. For, the, for a while, I think about a majority of last year, we were running hour classes, 60-minute classes, but uh, we were running out of space we had so many people that were coming into classes, wanting to try out class that we were jam packed wall to wall and it was becoming a little bit of an issue. Uh, it was, uh, bothering some parents, you know, is my child getting enough attention? Um, uh, are we getting enough help that we need? Are we going through the material as, as needed? So we tried to do a quick reformat. We changed the classes to 45 minutes and uh, we were able to add additional classes because of that. A lot of people appreciated that, and we were able to retain uh, a lot of our students, about 98% of our students that that were uh, training from the hour classes. So when uh, talking about the program, I mentioned that there, if, to a beginner, we run classes Monday through Friday, and you have seven potential classes that you can take throughout the week. Uh, you can attend as much as you want. My biggest thing with anybody, if you want to be here, if you want to train, I want you here. If you want to be here, if you want somewhere to belong, if, if you are just loving it, if you want to work out, if you just want to, uh, you just like the social interaction, you just like, uh, you like helping out, you know, and if you want to be there, be there as much as you want, because if somebody who doesn't, somebody who doesn't have the you know, if, if you have a parent who's trying to drag their kid to practice, which I'm sure is the case a lot of the times, any sport, they start to resent the sport. They don't want to be there anymore. Now they're now the parents are paying for something that their kid don't want to do. And because of that, we don't do any contracts. It's all month by month. You can let me know, even, even day before. You, you, you hit me up and say, hey, um, I know uh, tuition is due tomorrow, but my child just... Uh, He's just not interested anymore. He doesn't want to do it. I think we're going to take a break or we're going to go do some other things. I say, no problem. I'll cancel it. You're good to go. You know, no hard feelings. But I think it's because of uh, that freedom that I give everybody. I really, I, I have a lot of retention. Nobody tends to leave unless it's truly, truly for, you know, I have other interests or maybe a time factor, but it's a it really is a rarity. Uh, so beginners have seven classes that they get to choose from, and my price point doesn't change. Whether you take one class a week or all seven classes, it's the same price, and uh, down down the board.
2: <clears throat>
5: awesome. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, no, no, you're good. I was just going to say, and then typically, you know, for beginner classes, you know, what does the class size usually
5: average out? Is it like 15, 20, 40? So right now at this time we have space for about 30. Um, and at our current at our current time, 45 minute per class, uh, we've been able to fit in uh, about 15 to 20 students per class, which means we have space for more uh, more people to come in and we uh, were able to manage within that within that size.
1: Excellent. Um, and then, so w- w- from the beginner class, where, where does it go from there? Is there like an intermediate, and advanced?
5: Yes, that's a nice thing about um, <clears throat> our program as well, is that during these, during these classes during the week, there will be some classes where it's only beginners. So all of my attention is, is just on beginners. And then there are some classes through the week where the beginners and the intermediate share so I'm still paying attention to beginners. Beginners get additional class time, but beginners now get to train with students a little bit more higher ranking. Not all the time, but a couple times during the week, they get to share that experience with some higher ranks. Um, same with the intermediates. Intermediates get their own time, but then they get to share time with the advanced. Advanced get their own time, but they get to share some time with black belts, and it's a really nice Mixture of 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 all ranks. Um, I do want everyone to have their own their own class, their own attention. Uh, that way they feel like their time is being used wisely. But at the same time, it is important for me that the students can blend together. I don't want a uh, I would hate it if a, if a white belt was afraid to talk to a black belt just because of the belt you know, and they can be the, they can be pretty close in age, uh, you know, with teenagers and or, or even young adults. I want everybody to be able to work with everybody. That's super huge in my school. Um, especially with fighting because we do fight, we do spar. Um, my rule is if somebody comes up to you and and says, Hey, you want to, do you want to be partners this round? You are not allowed to say no you cannot say no to it. you have to accept every single fight uh regardless of rank regardless of age it's it's huge that everybody can work with everybody now that means that if i have a if i have a you know a, a younger child maybe 10 years old even if they come up to me sometimes i'll kick around with the kids and and, and spar around a little bit if a if a 10 year old or a white belt green belt whoever they come up to me and say you know mr smith you want to you want to fight one round and I'll say yes. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go, you know, full power, <laughs> full power on a white belt, because that's not the point. The, the point is to be able to accept the fight and then be able to work with each other, building confidence with each other, being able to talk to each other a little bit. Hey, I'm going to throw this kick, do this move. Uh, let's repeat that a couple of times and then, okay, continue on with the fight. So everybody feels feels good about working with everybody. That's super super huge to me no so there's a there's a good blend in classes students ages sizes I have from five years old up to 70 years old who are able to blend and, and work with each other uh, depending on depending on material say if we're doing self-defense or fighting yeah Uh, awesome being able to
1: to not be afraid just because of a a ranking or a color or an age or something like that that's huge because then it's it's kind of like everybody is is equal
5: yes and that's that's what makes us a team uh we're we're big competitors in my school i mean competition is something that we we get to do it's not something i ever pressure anybody into doing but we travel a lot we go to a lot of locals a lot of local tournaments who host and then uh, we do state championships, Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, uh, even our own in Indiana. And then we travel to Florida. We go, you know, we, we try to find those, that, that competition. We need to see what's out there, see what's better than us. So we're not inside our four walls, inside our bubble. So we have a better perspective of our own training. And um, uh, if, if we have students who need that push, that need that competition, it's there for them and then I have kids or or I have students who have who don't have a competitive bone in their body and they're just there because they like being there and that's that's fine too that's that's we try to tailor it to everyone oh absolutely and I, I speaks volumes
1: um well, cool well, let's kind of dive in a little bit more you know we, we had a good layout of everything you know walk us through you know what's currently like top of mind for you with your goals you know you then June of 2019 I believe that was right yes you know what's you know for the rest of this year and then maybe let's just say the next like one to three years overall what's you know where do you really want to take
5: your facility so uh, since opening in 2019 um we ran into the pandemic um in February of 2020, we shut down. We shut down for a couple months and everything went online. Uh, we immediately pivoted to online classes and we made it work, you know, I mean, three years ago at this point. So it, it, we were able to get it done. We opened back up in May and uh, we, we started to slowly build from there. By By October of 2020, we had a huge jump in classes, um, regular in-person school, academic school was was returning, so I'm sure that parents wanted their kids to get involved in something again, so we had a huge jump, um, and then 2021 was just growth. We were trying to maintain in that we, we had a, uh, if I remember correctly, maybe a maybe a 1200 square foot facility. It it was not very big, small retail space. Um, And and we made do with with what we had. We were pretty jam packed, uh, but the importance to me was trying to retain uh, students, give them what they wanted, get them what they needed, as well as trying to to grow and potentially scale up. So end of 2021, we had the opportunity to uh, break our lease and get into a new facility, one that just got bought out. Um, but it was a abandoned strip mall. Um, one of the bigger spaces was bought out, and they were trying to clean it up, trying to get new people into the into the space. We took advantage. That's the that's the space that we're in now. So, beginning of 2022, we moved into about 3,100 square feet. And then from there, all last year, uh, trying to build, trying to grow, we did. We ran into a big space problem. Uh, We, like I said, retailed the schedule, went from an hour to forty-five minutes. It really created nice balance, and now we have room again to bring more people in. Uh, We're locked into this uh, lease for the next, uh, I think, four more years, and really the goal. After this, uh, the goal after this is probably to scale up one more time, uh, maybe go from three, at least double, at least double in size. Right now we're in a warehouse-ish space, very open, uh, uh, not, not, not really retail, um, something that used to be like, a, let's see, what do you, what do you call those? like a big indoor, uh, like a trampoline park, something like that. So that's, yeah. So that's kind of what we moved into. Uh, so the space was there for us, but really I'm looking to go, I'm looking to go up one more time. And then after that, I I'm, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm okay with the, the size that I have and trying to maintain the students that I have. Uh, really my goal is to be, uh, more of a competitive school. Like I I mentioned before, we travel a lot and we do compete. And I do have a lot of students who, who do enjoy the competition. So I want to be able to create the space for those competitors. And um, really become that type of facility that trains more competition. um, But not ignore those who are not uh, very competitive. Try to have the two sides
1: yeah so would you say you know as you progress into that role or that route you would still have uh two parts to this but the first part is you would probably still have the the general pop right you would have like those beginner classes where anybody that wants to you know maybe eventually become advanced or compete or whatever that you still have that opportunity for them but then also like the very skilled like we're going to take it to the next level we're going to go to these competitions we're going to do these matches and whatnot?
5: Absolutely. So, right now, um, uh, one thing that I uh, that I would like to have additional space for is you know try to have the training facility for, like I said, the general the general student, um, and then uh, kind of allocate a you know a piece of the the facility for strictly the competitor. So, get I, I have no gym equipment per se. Uh, But it would be nice to have maybe half of it uh, like a gym, get gym equipment in there, more training, more training equipment, things like that. Uh, That would be the that would be the next level for me, the next goal to really create value uh, to the school and to the program. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of give that additional opportunity,
1: you know, where people are like, well, I want to do all these moves or know these matches and things like that but you know they got to get stronger and right you know what makes the most logical sense is why not have a place to get stronger more flexible all the good things while being able to train at the same time
5: right make it all in one
1: absolutely that's a great goal love that for you sir um where so we'll kind of shift into you know current lead general general generation or generator um i do have a few other questions on some goals but i want to see where currently do you get your leads from like how are people walking into your door
5: so right now or uh really the whole time one of the biggest number one is word of mouth word of mouth is huge especially with uh existing students um, I'm, I'm very lucky that I think that I have the ability to, uh, to be able to talk to whether it's a young five or six year old and or a young teen or an older adult and be able to talk to them on their level. To where they feel like they're being paid attention to, they're getting the appropriate training, they're not being ignored, and their needs are being met. So when it comes to the older adult, uh, I feel I can push them a little bit more physically. Sometimes they need that that push, and then they they enjoy that. They tell their friend, they tell their buddy, they tell their spouse, "Hey, I'm doing this. You know, come join." Something like that. Parents see that I'm able to, uh, you know, push their children in a a tough, stern, but caring way. They appreciate that. They see what it's doing for their kid. Um, uh, for confidence, for self-esteem, they tell other parents. Or uh, the kids tell their friends, their friends tell their parents and they ch- come chime in. And it's it's all word of mouth. Um, I'm involved in a lot of uh, Facebook groups. Um, sometimes when the school's doing something cool or we're doing a cool drill in class, I'll do a quick video, post it online hey, this is what we're doing at the school. just a fun time. Uh, hey, you got questions. give me a call, shoot me an email. Let's schedule you to come in and it's you know a free post on Instagram or, or Instagram or, or Facebook um, and something to catch like group chatter on the group uh, uh, what do you call those those like town groups on, on Facebook. And uh, you know as, as long as I follow within their, you know the group's guidelines, you know posting about small business things, it's free and uh that's where a lot comes in uh to generate some leads Uh, as far as paying for advertisement um i'll do facebook ads once every three months once every three months i'll do uh, a big push and i'll create uh, some uh, quick video quick picture uh says hey new classes start at this time give me a call shoot me an email let's schedule for you to come in i offer a month free that's usually a big hit for people a month free where they can come in come take as much classes as you want as much or as little get the full feel for the program get a full feel of what i'm like as an instructor what my students are like as you know as training partners you know get a feel for the facility is this for you? Do you want to be here? And it's free. Four weeks. Then we'll sit down again after that. Then we'll talk, you know, we'll talk price after that. Um, let's see. But other than that, it's, it's, uh, just quick things on Facebook. I don't, I, I don't really do anything outside of that. And it's been huge really for something like this. That's very family oriented. Um, Parents for their kids. I, parents talk. Parents mm-hmm. talk to the, their friends, other kids' parents. It's it's huge. I can't I can't stress <laughs> or praise uh, word of mouth enough.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it shows a lot of value inside your facility because it's people coming from your actual place of operation versus you know maybe you saw a flyer on the, the side of a mailbox or something. Right.
5: <clears throat> um, and I'll I'll also mention that. I also do a um a uh, referral. So if I have a student who says, "Hey, my friend uh is thinking about joining." Um you know, can w- what what can I do to convince him to come in? Uh well, I'll I'll give him a coupon, right? I'll say, "Okay, uh Billy, Billy, put your name on this coupon and then give this coupon to your friend." If your friend comes and joins, I'll give Billy a month off free. And parents love that. I've had parents take huge, uh, uh, huge advantage of that. Say my, my, my uh, child has been taking for a couple months or, or uh, even a couple years. Uh, they're trying to get their friend in. Okay, use this student referral. If they can come in, even if they sign up for one month, I'll give you a month for free and that that takes off that takes off all the time and i i always honor that and i i I don't see any growth in income for that one month but the month after it 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 all kind of it kind of replaces itself it recovers itself and then we just we we add on from there and it, it tends to work excellent man that's awesome
1: um so with you know current current avenues obviously you know not doing like any big like paid agencies or anything like that right now how many leads would you say that you get in and I know you're a one-person show right now but how many leads would you say you get in you know whether
5: weekly basis monthly basis so because I take in because I I, uh, do ads or like something on Facebook once every three months, I only take in new people once every three months. So, um, and that creates, like you said, I am just a one person show here. Um, It helps me organize. It helps me stay structured. It helps me keep track of my classes and, and not to overwhelm new people who are starting the program. So, as an example, uh, start of the new year, we'll do new classes. December hit, um, everybody just did like a, a belt promotion. We do a little, we do a couple weeks off for Christmas and New Year, and then we're right back at it first week of January. Mm-hmm. I have ads rolling through December to try to pull people in for January, and then those who are. Uh, interested? Like I said, give me a call. They shoot me an email. We get something scheduled for the first week of January. I only take in new students for the first two weeks. Okay. After two weeks, I shut everything down. Uh, we create a waiting list and we add on to the next. So I'll have 20, you know, about 15 to 20 people start every three months. Um, and those who those who hit me up in in the middle of February. I simply explain, you know, um, when we start working on new material, because like I said, it is a martial art, it's Taekwondo. So it's a learning process. It's not just working out. There's stuff you got to memorize. There's training involved, you know, things that you need for, for belt promotion, for, for testing. So if I brought somebody in, in the middle of the month, in the middle of training, it's going to slow my other guys down and it could be overwhelming for the new person. These guys already know what they're doing. And then you have somebody who comes in on the first day and like, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea where, how to start where it's, it, it can be overwhelming and I would rather them start fresh when everybody starts fresh Mm -hmm. on something. Some can understand that and some can appreciate that. And then if, if, if the person is not willing to, uh, maybe hold off for a few weeks until we start over. They find somewhere else. That's that's understandable. I, I, I get that. But it just helps me. So I'm being a little selfish there just because I am a one-man show. It, but it does help me organize and keep the school organized. So I get from anywhere two to three people a week uh, who are emailing me, asking about prices, asking about scheduling. And then I simply say I give them everything they need. Here's the schedule, here's the price, we don't do contracts, I'll give you a month free, you just gotta hold on and wait until we accept new people. People usually wait, they said okay, add my name to the list and then I contact them when it's time to, uh, to, to, to open enrollment. And then we go for two weeks and then we shut it off again. It creates, in you know, from a business perspective, it creates a little bit of demand uh, creates a little bit of, uh, you know, the person who's uh, asking about class sees that, Oh, this, this program is must be worth waiting for if there's such a waiting list for it. So, and uh, there could be times because of uh, summer is usually the lower end mm-hmm. uh, school is out uh, vacations, um, other commitments, uh, summer sports, and we go a little lower on enrollment, but um, it's not much. I don't, I, I, I retain a lot. Uh, I don't lose too many, a couple here and there, uh, but this, this helps me from a business side, from a business owner and trying to run a business efficiently. Um, that, that, that helps me organize. It helps me keep things in a way that I can handle it because uh, this school is not my only job. I do have another full-time job okay. uh, during the day, not related to martial arts, so I don't have to get into that. But, um, it, you know, trying to divide my time between uh, a daytime job, my evening school, and then I myself have three kids <laughs> trying to oh, juggle all that. So, um, it, it's for me, it's all about balance and trying to be a good school owner a good father a good other employee and so uh, it's it's a lot of trial and error i figure out what I try to figure out what works and and right now that open enrollment shut off at two weeks that that helps
1: yeah that's you got a lot to juggle on your plate there it's like uh, juggling some like bowling pins or something yeah, no um, kidding well uh, obviously kudos you know you know father and everything that's you know a, a job in itself especially with three um Indeed. one for me i'm like rip my hair out sometimes like what do i do <laughs> um so look that was kind of one of the, the avenues that i wanted to roll down you know now that we kind of have an idea of you know how your program works it's almost like you have like the program length it's x amount of weeks where each week or each day you're you're learning a new philosophy or putting together you know what you learned the other day and it sounds like that's kind of like where, you know, how you do it. And then, like you mentioned, there's the graduation, the ceremony, blah, blah, blah. And then you start over again. Correct. Um, so, you know, June 2019, you went through COVID, everything else. You know, you have your second job and then fatherhood. Has it ever crossed your mind or is it, is it something that you've thought about where, you know, do you ever want to take this school full time or build it big enough to yep. wear a you can still maintain the integrity and the quality of you know your style of training and how you want to teach these kids but then you know, not have to juggle your time quite as much or you know is, is it something where like you like the balance that you have where you still want to keep you know your day job but then still do this part-time
5: that's a that's a question i juggle with every single day every day uh the goal is the goal has always been to eventually do the school full-time. That's always been the goal. And just to get the, you know, the school up and running, you know, it was, it was understood from the get-go that I'm probably going to have, I'm probably going to have a a full-time job to help support the home and help support the family while I'm trying to get this thing up and going. And then, and then bam, COVID hits. And then, and then I don't even, I don't even know if the school's going to make it um, the couple months that it's shut down. Like I said, we opened, we opened back up in, in late May, but had we gone to, had this had, had uh, the state not allowed us to open up, say another month or two, I have no idea what could have happened. Right. So we, we got lucky. And uh, so yes, the, the, the goal now is to eventually, eventually get it to where the, the school can maintain itself and my home, uh, and go full time. But, uh, I'm okay with, I'm okay with waiting. I'm okay. If, uh, the school needs time to grow. I'm okay. If the business needs, it needs time to grow and for the, for the money and the financials to be there. And if I got to do a daytime job, uh, that's fine with me. It's I, that's always been the case, since I since I started taking this uh, you know more seriously in my in my late teens about wanting to become an instructor, martial arts has always 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 been a part of my life. Um, it's always been a job too in my especially in my twenties. Uh, so for the past you know twelve thirteen years. Um, but in addition to that teaching, I've always had some other kind of side job, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be a a server or a bartender or uh, you know some type of uh, market telemarketing something something that I can do in addition to uh, trying to pursue a dream. So uh, now that the dream is to make the school my only thing. Uh, If I, if I got to do a couple odd and end jobs, or if I got to do full time for a, for another job that like I'm at now, then, then that's what, then that's what I got to do. And, and, and luckily, luckily I have a supportive home that understands and, um, is, is nothing but supportive, caring, loving, and, and they know that the, the, the school is the, is really the heart of, of, of me and, you know, where my dream wants to go and to kind of help, uh, uh, carry the, my family, my, my household. Um, so they, 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 they get it. They get it. I'm a busy, busy man, but what time I have uh, free or what time I have for my family goes a hundred percent for them, for my kids, for my, for my wife. Yeah. So, and, and and because of that they're there I, I I hope I think I think that they're very appreciative and, and they're supportive of of the busyness that I that I have to be yeah essentially yeah no that's you know
1: obviously we always have that one thing that just makes a heart a little bit warmer a little bit more that you know it's something that you're like this is what I want to do I'm going to make it happen however I can and eventually at one point, you know, you're able to make it full-time and that's, you know, the the true passion. Um, So out of curiosity, you know, what, you know, what would need to happen from your standpoint to be able to make that transition?
5: Well, um, when we moved from uh, our smaller retail location to the bigger uh, 31 square foot, 3,100 square foot location last year. Um, that was our, 2022 was our first real profitable year. Really, really. Um, and if if it's okay, if I can talk numbers? Yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, okay. Uh, so just uh, just an example, 2021, uh 2021 the school made about um 60,000 um uh, from from just a monthly tuition and then last year 2022 we went we jumped to about 107,000 um and that's because last year because of the bigger space we started to run a weekend side business out of the facility so I'll, I'll just i'll just mention it real fast the during the weekend since the school is closed uh you know a lot of kids they want to do uh, and a lot of uh, martial arts schools provide this they'll do like a martial arts birthday where the school will host that student's birthday party or even just a not even a student just a general uh, student or excuse me a general child who wants to have a martial art themed birthday party. So what we do is that during the weekends we host birthday parties but we use our 3100 square feet for nothing but bounce houses. So we we bought I think we're at we're at about 7 to 8 pretty big bounce houses that we we inflate every single one of them. And it's it's for it's for ages about uh, two to eight years old or uh, yeah about two to eight, two to 10 years old. Uh, come host a birthday party, uh, two hours, three hours. And that really helped. We started that in the fall of, uh, of last year. And we only do that on the weekends. And right now we're scheduling out. I mean, it's February now. We're doing April, May right now. I mean, again, that's word of mouth. That's a couple of uh, posts on Facebook, but that helped generate so much more money that it pushed us over the the hundred thousand uh, last year, and we only started that in the fall. So I anticipate uh, t- to be to be conservative, I would anticipate that this year would be maybe in the hundred forty, hundred fifty thousand dollar range, and I think and I think that, you know. Uh, going back to what you asked, uh, what's it going to take to to leave this other position? I think this would be, if if all goes well, and you know, if if uh, you know we stay true to the course, we we stay we stay pushing as as much as we can, and we focus on the business. I think this year would be the year that uh, allows me to be comfortable enough financially to only focus on the school, and and to potentially start to consider uh, stepping away from a, a full-time job. And I mean, a I mean, a full-time job with um, uh, full benefits with, uh, you know, that's kind of saying to me, that's saying goodbye to some, a, a little bit of security uh, from a, from a full-time job and, and just kind of relying on the school. Uh, the school is just, uh, it's just connected to, to me. This brick and mortar is, uh, that we have is just connected to um, just to, just connected to me and, and, and my name. So it, it's a scary feeling uh, from a business owner and, and somebody who has other people to support kids and uh, you know a home that's stepping away from this uh, this big chunk of income that, uh, yeah. that I want to make sure that, that, that the business is doing well. And it seems as if this year could be the year. <clears throat> awesome, man! Man, so many, so many different avenues
1: and options, you know, to to really maximize, you know, the space and and things that you're doing to, you know, be able to allow that to happen. Um, love that. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up here. I got a couple last things for you before we hop off. The first big one is somebody such as yourself, what would you give somebody else that's looking to open their own fitness based business, whether it's another martial arts, whether it's a group fitness class business, you know, what, what would you tell them to get started?
5: Let's see. So, sorry for the, sorry for the pause. Let me, uh, let me consider my, my answer here. Not at all. uh, When, uh, when I was deciding whether this was going to be a thing or not, uh, I had to listen to my. I, I had to. I had to listen to my wife. At the time, we we sat down and, uh, like I said, um, sh- sh- she mentioned you. You're either going to do this for somebody, or you're gonna. You can do this for yourself and you got to make the leap you got to make the jump if you if this is truly something that you want to do if this is truly something that you believe in uh and 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 you think that you have the ability to do it uh you got to jump you got to take a chance you got to take a chance and if you need a safety net of some kind um typically for uh, what's common for people in my line martial arts um, if you're if you're concerned about overhead uh, bills, things like that, uh, go to a church. Start start at a church, start at a community center, something where you can either rent a little bit of their space um, and have no other bills, or uh, maybe they'll be maybe they'll be nice enough to let you do it for free. You know just kind of run a program or maybe you can do a little 50 50 split or uh, of uh, whatever your price point is just something to get you off the ground um uh, consider consider your local um what do you call it? boys and girls club uh ymca something like that um write up a uh, write up a a proposal i'd like to start this program in your facility uh i would run the program at this price are you interested in a in a type of uh, uh, split 50 50 60 40 and what's your what's your other fitness schedule like where can I can I fit in there and and uh, you know as long as the the boys and girls club or YMCA or whatever if they don't have your kind of of class uh, I I don't see why they would not be open to that I've done that myself for a YMCA um, uh, and and running out of a a church and community center, the worst that they can say is no. The worst that they can say is no. It's, it's, and you keep going, you keep pushing. Um, If you're, if you're ready to, if you're ready to open a, uh, a brick and mortar, you got the, you got the money to hold yourself. Um, Go for it. You've got to do it. I don't I don't know uh, when when I decided to break off from from my instructor, uh, I just all I said is that I I just want to see if I can do this. You know, there was no there was no animosity between the two of us, you know, from student and instructor and me making the choice to to break off and wanting to do something on my own. I had his blessing. He was very supportive. But my reason was uh, I just I just want to try. You know, if I fail, I fail, but I I don't want to go on and uh, not knowing that I, that I I didn't try it because this was such a dream of mine. This is such a passion of mine. This is something that I, that I want to do for other people, for other kids who need confidence, who need self-esteem, who need that push. Same for adults um, that I would just feel, I would just feel a little empty if I didn't try to do it. So, uh, I mean, to, to, to wrap up my long answer, if, if you are truly passionate, if you are truly uh, convinced and confident that you can, that you can do it, you got to jump. You got to take that leap of faith, and you got to go.
1: I love that answer. And I think that's the hardest part is taking the leap. We get, we get settled, as you mentioned, like, you know, we had get, we get a security or a blanket where we know what we're doing how we're doing it we know what we're getting paid we know the benefits that come behind it and it's like but you're doing it for somebody else so to you know your your fiance your wife it you know it 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 comes down to you know like you're making somebody else more money than what you're making and you're putting in all these skills and this effort and it's like if i were to take the skills and effort that i'm putting into this and put it into me look what's going to happen exactly agreed love that man well, last but not least, um, you know, give a shout out to your facility. How can anybody listening on the show reach your facility? Whether it's a website, a Facebook, and Instagram.
5: Well, uh, confidenceclubmartialarts.com. dot com. Um, you can do Confidence Club Martial Arts on Instagram. Um, I'm connected to that Instagram, so. Come find me, Cameron, our, uh, Cameron.R.Smith on Instagram, uh, Cameron.R.Smith on Facebook, uh, Confidence Club Martial Arts on Facebook, uh, Confidence Club Martial Arts on YouTube. Um, I, I, I try to be all over. Uh, um, as like we, you and I discussed earlier about screen time and, you know, TikTok's a huge, huge thing. I I, I, had, a, I had an account on tick uh, TikTok as well with uh, for the school and myself but man you just go through a couple hours a couple hours just goes by and you're like what I, what was I doing scrolling and scrolling so no no longer on there for the time being but but everywhere else uh, you know confidence club martial arts awesome I appreciate that
1: well for everybody out there that's Cameron's story that's what he's doing a lot of good things going on if, if you yourself as an adult or you know even a, a younger one want to check out this facility and you're in the Avon, Indiana area, go check them out. Um, And most importantly, if this inspired you to want to be on the show, feel free to type your information in the link below. We'll be in contact and we'll get you on the show. But until then, y'all,
0: that's been another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com.